suddenly the spurned <laughs> redneck brother from before drives up next to him and starts beating the shit out of Geico's car with a bat. Yeah, because he reached 100 <laughs> Mississippi. I don't understand. What's the question? <laughs> From the next lane, like this seems like an easy fight to avoid. The the driving abreast baseball bat fight. It's like an e- everyone's like, dude, hit the brakes. He's like, what? Drive straight at the same speed. All right, keep doing it. Health class is bullshit. Let's smoke some AIDS. Let's go. God awful movie movie movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian Sonoma, because if you suffer enough, J.J. Watt will raise $10 bucks for you. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, is it too soon for the flood jokes, or are we... Uh... Uh, it is, it is. Thanks for uh, asking about my birthday. It was great. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, you know who's a good comedian who, uh, who does some nice crowd work? Who's that? The President of the United States, when he's visiting a disaster site. He's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, he had quite a crowd. And sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Pretty good, Noah. Just uh, engaging in some risk behaviors because I've lost my way, you know. <laughs> oh, that's good. You've been learning from our selection today. Got um, this root beer. <laughs> All right, so before we get into this week's movie, uh, I want to let everyone know that we've got an upcoming show in Austin uh, at the end of the month. That show is still on. We're going to be donating a portion of the proceeds to Hurricane Relief. So if you know somebody down there that could really use an extra laugh at the end of the month, be sure to check the show notes for links to buy tickets. I just tried to make money off the disaster, didn't I? I'm a horrible person. You can buy my hats on the website. Anyway, (laughs) so tell us, Heath, what are we going to be breaking down today? We watched uh, code letters and numbers. Um, <laughs> M ten two eight. It's a it's an hour long dare video from middle school, but with heaven and hell built in. It's damnation, abuse, resistance, education. The movie. Yes. Yeah, well done. <laughs> well done. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved Saw, but you wish that Hobby Lobby had done all the special effects, <laughs> you will love this movie. It's it's Saw 316. Saw 316. <laughs> it's actually very close to that, because that's what the code letters are. M1028 is Matthew 1028. So, yeah, okay. Let's ah. deal with that up front. I don't want to just catch people off guard in the C segment of this with, oh, and now we're in hell. So right up front, this movie is about 90% after school special and 10% cheap horror movie. Because towards the end, the main character goes to hell for all her sinful ways. And honestly, I would have been no less surprised by a big Bollywood dance number at that <laughs> point in the film. I mean, was that just me? Did you guys know that was coming? I did not, Noah. I did not see a teenage girl going to damnation for five or six minutes of this movie coming. I did not. I did not see that coming. Just like um, in Saw, yeah, it was terrifying, but good. It's it's great. This is like 2016. The movie. You're like, ah, I don't know if I like this that much. Oh, it got so bad. It got so. Now we're in hell. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, in, in the in the movie, she gets back out of hell, so maybe. Maybe 2017 won't be so bad after all. It could happen. It could happen. Now, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, I'm going to say best worst depiction of hell. 
We started to talk about it. And I really mean both best and worst at the same yeah, time. Yeah, right, right. it's scary. It's legitimately yeah. like scary, but also somehow contains Muppets in a <laughs> horror movie sequence. It's like Nightmare on Sesame Street. We'll get there. It's scary, but it's definitely not hell. It's just... No. <laughs> gr- like, Indiana Jones has been through worse than this person's <laughs> version of hell. Yeah, it's... Like, like a holding cell. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Limbo. Limbo. Gross There's a limbo. lot of logistics that need to get worked out in hell. Like they need a they need a, a copy of Who Moved My Cheese and a floor plan. It's a whole. I don't want to get into it. It's like a low budget police department, but they spent the money they do have. They spend on weird shit. We'll explain. A great example, actually. Most police departments in the southern part of this country way worse than hell. Turns yeah. out, oh, way yeah. worse. Yeah. I mean, I would have guessed I've been probably to a few more police departments in the southern portion of this country than you guys, but that would have been my guess. <laughs> a lot of white yeah. people in this place. But anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll yeah. get there. And, you know, Trump hasn't pardoned the devil yet, so it, it kind of balances out. My point is that <laughs> has I feel like out. he has. I feel right. like he has. I'm going to go with best worst title. Now that I know the M1028 <laughs> stands for Matthew Tetra, makes a little bit more sense, but I watched this entire movie just being like, all right, at 1028, I'm going to know this, what this movie means. <laughs> some, some M's going to happen. I don't know what to do. Yeah, no, it, like I, they, they throw the, the Bible quote up at the very end of the movie, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, that's it. They literally couldn't think of anything to name their movie except the Bible quote at the end. All right. Um, to be I fair, gonna, neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with best worst overall score on the Bechdel test. For for people who aren't familiar, the Bechdel test is the is the uh, measure of um, sexism in a movie that says like if a movie contains a scene where two named female characters talk to each other and aren't talking about a guy, then like the movie passes the Bechdel test. This movie is almost entirely girls talking to each other. Almost every scene is that, and yet they never pass the Bechdel test. They have so many chances. So many chances. Also, can we call any of these characters named? Can we? Like, you're a detective, so you somehow figured out these people's names, but it wasn't until the very end of the movie that I was like, huh, that's what that one was called. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, we've gotten pretty good at that over the time of, uh, well, you know, I I look on IMDb sometimes, too. That's the only way I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, unfortunately, Eli didn't bring any more Jew words to inflate the opening, so I guess we're going to pause for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll descend into all the childhood psychological trauma that is M10.28. All my words are Jew words. Hey, folks, want to take a minute to talk to you about this week's sponsor, Beachbody On Demand. These are the folks that brought you P90X, Insanity, and the 21-Day Fix. They're dedicated to science-based healthy programs to help you lose weight if you want to, get healthy, and otherwise achieve your fitness goals. We love all our sponsors, but we were very careful before choosing to work with Beachbody because integrity is important to us in a workout program, especially if we were going to recommend it to you. 
So Beachbody On Demand is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized to meet your needs, plus extensive nutritional content, all proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals. With step-by-step program guides, workout calendars, comprehensive nutrition plans, an innovative portion control-focused cooking show, Fixate, and the motivation and support of a growing community, Beachbody On Demand is the total package. But we wouldn't sell you anything we wouldn't try ourselves, and to make this fun, we got a little wage here at Secret Layer, Pennsylvania, over our very own Eli Bosnick, who's going to be trying out one of Beachbody's programs in between each ad spot. So tell him, Eli, what are you going to be doing first? I'm going to be doing the 21-day fix, because if we know anything about me, we know I'm broken. Uh, they have... <laughs> <laughs> vegan meal options as part of their nutrition plan, plus all of their workouts come with a modified person off to the side. One of the problems I've always had with like video workouts is there's just like some trainer who looks like they were carved out of marble and I'm supposed to follow along with a 19-year-old named Yennefer. But they got a person off to the side who does a modified version of the workout, which is good for me and my fitness goals. Um, and I got to preview a bunch of different workouts and this one really looked like it was at my fitness level. So at the start of the program, I went 220 pounds and if I can lose 10 pounds in the next month before we do another ad spot Heath has to try a different program next month yep wasn't and lying about he's that learning about that now and his uh is Beachbody on demand easy to use uh, it's really, really easy to use. As I said, I've tried it already. I could do them all at home. Beachbody On Demand gives you the ability to stream hundreds of workouts on a computer, a web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone. They have an Apple TV app, which is what I use, or any other web-enabled device. Uh, they even got like a cool app on my iPhone that I track the workouts, and when I do them, I get to watch it on my Apple TV, and I enter all the calories and on the Apple, Apple, it's- Apple. Yeah, okay, so and, and how was your first workout, man? Uh, pretty tough, but it felt good. Uh, felt good, and I feel like I'm be, really worth. Be, be honest, this is for uh, this is for science. I'm so sore, and I think I might die. I okay, think I might well, die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll update you on Eli's progress in a month. But if you want to follow along, we have a special offer just for you. This is a brand new service, but already has over a million members. So you can claim a free trial membership. Just text "awful" to thirty 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 and get full access to the entire platform for free. You can follow along with me. You can join in with me. We can do 21 Day Fix together and see how it goes. Again, that's just text the word <laughs> awful to 303030. 30, 30. You can join in with me. Get a little healthier if you want to. Lose some weight if you want to. Or follow whatever fitness goals you might have. Just make your left arm super strong. Whatever you want. You can do it. <laughs> do it Beach body on demand. Let's make Heath do insanity. We'll film it. We'll film it. It'll be great. Want to watch me vomit? <laughs> It'll be fun. A lot of people like to watch me vomit. (laughs) Made a lot of money on that before. (laughs) This is not the first time I've made money on this. Bring in the net. Seriously? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Seriously, I'm not even trying to take over the world. What are you doing in hell? Yeah, 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 no. um, I got in a car crash. Sure, sure. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. So, uh, what's, uh... What's the deal? Oh, we we have some exquisite tortures planned for you. Rude, doxy, whatever. First, first, there's the fire pit, which you will be dipped into wearing chains. Oh, okay. That yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, and then old Snake Fingers over here is gonna 
touch you. Um, okay. And then, then, there's a, a fire pit, which really, you, you this is the second fire pit already? Uh, yeah, is that not a... No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You're doing good. You hate it. No, no, it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. I just expected a little more, you know, variety. I mean, that's like two fire pits, like, right okay, away. Wait, wait. Snake, right. snake fingers. Right. No, snake fingers. That that sounds pretty unpleasant. So, you know, good stuff. You're crushing you're it. Just, you're just being nice. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off by learning that this film might have material inappropriate for children. And I'm like, it's it's religious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, this movie has tits and a brown bunny esque blowjob. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it, guys. If you haven't seen that scene, well, everybody. I'm not. I don't mean like men. I mean like everybody. If you have not seen that scene, it will change your life in a good way. In a good way. Chloe Sevigny. <laughs> All right, so and we get an idea quickly how how like awesome and well done this movie is going to be uh, because even the title cards are somehow out of focus and <laughs> like the tripod is in a wind tunnel or I, I yeah I don't even know how you manage that. Um, so we get the credits and then we open up on a snowy house in the Midwest. Yep, and everyone's getting opening up a letter from someone with a tape inside and. I just wrote, you get a tape. 13 Reasons Why joke. Bringing it back. Bringing it all the way back. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I was, I'm saying to myself, is that a combination suicide note and suicide mixtape? <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing to, what are you putting on that tape, by the way? What's Ooh. an appropriate, uh, suicide? Dido's white flag. Um, uh, ooh la la. Uh, oh, you, <laughs> you didn't really have me expect to have me have a suicide <laughs> mixtape, so ready. <laughs> It's on my Spotify. <laughs> People can check it out. So yeah, so we we see an old woman who's gotten a cassette tape along with a with a note from Mary. Apparently, um, of course, from my angle of the universe, what I wrote down is, oh wow, that means she invented podcasting. She should sue Adam Carolla. <laughs> um, but then we get a couple more, right? So mom gets a tape, and then there's a, a younger girl that gets a tape, and then we meet drunken kid. Vaguely ethnic kid. Yep. Uh, who's who's like obviously he's a bad boy. He's drinking beer in the middle of the day. <laughs> drinking a root beer after two well, p.m. He's gonna be so gassy. What is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing? And he's smoking, but the actor's having so much trouble yes. fake smoking. <laughs> he's coughing and wheezing. He clearly had to do more than one take. It was no good for him. He is the teenage girl who wants to hang out outside with the guy who smokes, being like, "Oh, actually, I'll take one too." It goes between my bottom <laughs> knuckles, right? I just wedge it between my bottom knuckles and say, oh, now I'm poking myself in the eye. Poking <laughs> myself in the eye. So, yeah, so this guy, he and this also little continuity error, he throws his beer bottle and breaks it in the alleyway as he's getting into his car, and then he has another beer. <laughs> like the, like he had a, another cold beer on him. He keeps a cooler in the car. You guys don't. All right. I was <laughs> going to no, say, when, don't. when he, he gets it, <laughs> throwing a beer, 
You're going to want another one. No, no, that's bad. Was that uh, his car? All that throwing makes you thirsty. <laughs> I, I believe it was his car. I, I felt like he was stealing the car, but then it was his. It was. Ra- I think the movie was being racist for a second. You think there. the movie? It was the, the movie, movie that w- was, was. Didn't know whether they that he took his own car <laughs> I or don't not. Think it was the movie was the movie because I mean he's but, not a white guy. So the movie I felt was racist <laughs> right there. <laughs> So he gets out of the beer. Apparently, he also has a cassette in an envelope, at which time I started to suspect this was a movie about the Unabomber. <laughs> um, but it's not. I wrote in my notes, this is basically 13 reasons why I went to hell. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. So now that we've got all of that important present day shit out of the way, we can cut to a high school two months earlier and we get the greatest establishing line in the history of film just <laughs> waiting there to greet us. <laughs> Would anyone care to care to offer up this line? Sure, sure. Um, so a kid's asking this question to to the teacher: Is it true that Jesus was a gay activist <laughs> who spoke out against the Romans? And <laughs> and the teacher answers really weird too. The teacher's like, "Hmm, gay activist who died for the sins of straight people." It's interesting thought, faggot. I don't know. <laughs> I, I do got to admit, it was a weird choice to cast Ian Hersia Lee as the art history teacher. I just think it was a strange... <laughs> well, and that's the other thing we have to emphasize here. This is art class, right? <laughs> like, they're not in history class. They're not in theology class. This was a question in art. Just your typical hetero art history class. This is the, <laughs> the crucifixion by El Greco. God hates fags. Next slide. Yeah. Next slide. <laughs> right. But then the teacher's atheist all of a sudden. It yeah. was weird. Well, and that's the thing. So the opening, this, the, sort of the opening salvo of this movie is this art history teacher talking about Hieronymus Bosch paintings. Now, the, what the movie is saying, all right, we, we, as we will learn throughout, is that Man, if anyone really understood how the world worked, it was Hieronymus Bosch. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The interpretation of that painting is disputed, by the way. It's not clear whether he was talking about a Paradise Lost or an actual... Is it? No. I don't want to get into it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Is it, this is basically the movie opening with a teacher holding a magnifying glass over a clock and being like, you know who was a scientist? Salvador Dali, ladies and gentlemen. Salvador <laughs> Dali. <laughs> Give it a minute. Well, I can only speak for myself, but I got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. Uh, for this particular teacher, especially when she starts going all Professor Sorbo diatribe on her students. Oh, it's so hot. <laughs> yeah, she basically goes like, remember, guys, hell is a stupid thing for stupid people to stupid their way into. I mean, she actually calls religious people the feeble-minded flock. <laughs> Look, she already had me at the tight bun, but feeble-minded flock, I was there. I was all the way there. I was on IMDb trying to find her contact information. I hired a private investigator. I don't want to get into it. Turns out she's just an actress, and she's married yeah. and well, dead. Well, yeah, and this was, yeah, right, right, and this was filmed 18 years ago, yeah. Um. So, all right, so... We get a little bit of note passing, et cetera, et cetera. This this class ends, and then we wind up in the hallway where we're going to meet our main characters. So, and I should point out, Mary and this is Mary and Natalie that are talking. They do not make it a single line in this conversation without failing the Bechdel test. Yeah, although right, I- the <laughs> opening line is, "Hey, Natalie, I have a note from Chad for you." <laughs> Yep. And to be fair, I thought we were setting up for a sweet lesbian scene because she's like, oh, and she goes, you know where to find me. And I was like, nice. But no, they're just going <laughs> to talk about boys and parties. 
Yeah. Oh, God, this opening scene is as boring as actually dating one of these girls would have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they meet in the bathroom to talk about, like, being bad and going to parties and whatnot. <laughs> so st- This entire scene is white noise for me. It's just white girl noise. It's yeah. that, like, awful <laughs> right. high school girls talking for, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, Louis C.K. pissed online at coffee or whatever he was talking about. <laughs> this is all I heard. And at this point... Natalie, right? She's the one who drops her bag? No, uh, no, that's Mary. No, Mary. Mary drops her bag and her nefarious items fall out. Now, if you want to show a kid is bad and they drop their bag, what falls out? Drugs, a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Tarot cards. Tarot cards instead. (laughs) Yeah, it's tarot cards here. It's the Rider Waite deck to be exact. I love the reaction to it. It's like, are those tarot cards? But the tone is like, is that weaponized uranium? Are you fucking kidding me, Natalie? Are you a Jew? What's happening? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hello. <laughs> Call forward to the outtake. To, to, well, yeah, right. right. <laughs> so, all right. So very quickly to establish this scene here where mary is the main character of the film sarah is the bad bad girl. she's so bad she smokes in the in the bathroom and then natalie is the good girl who they're corrupting she's not allowed to date she's only allowed to go to church things blah 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 they're trying to get natalie to go with to a party with her with them because apparently their parents will trust them to actually go to the church thing if Oh, Jesus Christ, I actually know all this. I was just going to (laughs) say, you should be grateful at home. Noah spends all his time reading those great courses and reading books and looking at space. And he's like, all right, let me explain who Mary, Natalie, and Sarah are and what their relationship is. I'm going to remember this in 40 years because that's how Alzheimer's works. So in 40 years, someone's going to be walking me to lunch. Which I won't be able to chew, and I'm going to be like, Mary and Sarah both want to go to the party, but Natalie's not sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I love the idea that I'm going to make it 40 more years. That's great. Um, Funny, Eli. So, yeah. So, basically, the kids decide that they will lie to their parents and be sexually promiscuous this night. Oh. <sighs> so, now we cut to dinner that night at Mary's house. Oh, and it's a terrible non-Jewish dinner. So, I need to explain. Jews talk when they eat, and the non-Jews don't. And no, that's not that's not at all true. I've talked every time before. No, you talk with friends. Well, if there's a Jew there, I mean, you know, you're different. Yeah, exactly. I don't have miscegenated dinner tables, but I feel like we're getting off track now. Every time. I've eaten with a Goyesha family. I sit down and you people just, you scrape your silverware against your plates in total fucking silence. And then you start screaming at each other, but there's no zero. There's no like, it's just like, "Mm, pass the potatoes. You whore. It's the. (laughs) Okay. No. Yeah. No, that's great. But that counts as talking. So you you are correct, though. Um, Yeah. Well, they drop us in in the middle of this conversation and it's so funny fucking awkward because what's just happened is the girl has asked for permission to go to this church thing mom doesn't want to let her go because she's grounded but we don't see that part we just see the reaction to it and have to fill in what just happened (laughs) yeah and mom's super aggressive just standing up silently yeah yeah my first note was that they were playing this scene like dad just asked mom mom if she thought she was really still young enough for that dress (laughs) right (laughs) but no it's all about the fact that the daughter's grounded 
um, and she shouldn't be allowed to go out because she talked mean to her mama. Real quick, can we also address the um, relative ages of these parents? I, I don't know. what Dad's like a 10-year-old fat kid in his dad's suit, and mom's 85 years old, and they have a biologically impossible little toddler girl, too, sure in addition do. to Mary or whoever this is. Yeah, I think they prayed to Thor, and he, like, lightning struck some fucking mud, and that's how they got that toddler. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, the uh, the dad, by the way, is the writer director of the film, and the mom is probably his mom. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> check on that. So mom's in the uh, kitchen angrily doing post dinner dishes. The phone rings, and this is this is what's going on in this scene. Eli, who probably doesn't remember <laughs> this, back in the day, you would have an answering machine where if you didn't answer your phone, like people could just hear in your house the person leaving the message on your. <laughs> phone which was awkward if you had friends that were like calling to say they'd brought you drugs or whatever um but uh that's what happens here and it's natalie's mom who basically calls and says hi guys i'm the sweet wholesome person sweet wholesome person's going to the thing tonight can you give her a ride (laughs) so that's that was i guess mary's plan to get out of her grounding the message on their machine ends with god bless you and i just gotta Mm -hmm. say right now if your message machine ends with god bless you i'm gonna leave the word cunt on your machine that's what's gonna happen (laughs) if you're a children's hospital and you end with god bless you i'm gonna be like hey everybody cunt anyways i found all the medicine it's over here but i don't want to bring it anymore because your message machine i'm just gonna see i'm gonna retroactively sneeze and then it won't be awkward so yeah um so yeah, the, and, but this is how she tricks her mom into letting her go to quote that church gym thing, which they're gonna like you know walk into and then walk right back out of and go to the party after oh. mom and dad drive off. Remember, yeah. classic doing that. And yeah. there's this amazing fight between the parents. Okay. Oh my! Well, <laughs> this movie would have us believe that her promiscuity and desire to go to this party is just tearing this family apart. Damn it! Oh yeah, like the the kids are supposed to be getting like scarred by this, hearing yeah. the background, but they couldn't write anything like mean enough. No, it's just like I'm so flinging, flanging, angry. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's not scarring fucking anybody. But it's literally them going. It's every conversation I ever have with my wife. It's I have this thing at seven. Well, I have this thing at seven. Well, you didn't tell me. Yeah, it's on the calendar, man. Check the fucking calendar. Fuck you. <laughs> Except for flingle flangle Except instead of fuck. fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, right. If you've got the no swearing por- uh, square on your uh, Christian movie bingo card, you can go ahead and set something on that. Um, yes, but mom is pissed. Dad is angry at mom for being angry. Um, and there's also this this adorable little sister here that is also being scarred by this whole event. Oh, my God. She's looking at her sister and she's like, hey, hey, look me in my eyes. You know what I'm going to do when I grow up? Blow a podcaster. <laughs> I'm already planning the revenge. You see this septum? Not going to have a, not a piece of metal in it for long. <laughs> But she's still, uh, at the moment, she's still wholesome. So the little girl goes and gets a present wrapped in paper towels that she bought for her older sister, or made for her older sister. It's so cute, too. This child actress fucking nails it. She's adorable. Mm. Yeah, no, she really is. And actually, you know what, while we're on the subject, the girl who plays Mary is actually pretty good, too. Um, And, and, and bizarrely so in this movie. And, and I say that, like, you know, everybody looks 
tall when they're standing next to Lucinda. I mean, compared <laughs> to the other actors in this film, she's amazing. But I think she actually might be a, a fairly talented actress, which is really awkward in this film. Sure is. <laughs> sure is. So she made her an acorn crucifix. She yep. gives it to her and she's like, oh, this, uh, thank you. Okay. Uh, oh, you're supposed to wear it. Yeah, wear it. God, on my body. Sure, and people will she see. She gives it. her a hug and whispers in her ear, "Jesus loves you." And I wanted her so badly to be like, <laughs> "And he's always watching." Yeah, right, right. She well, she gives it in the "We all float down here" tone, right? Yeah, she pop scares into a demon in a real horror movie. Like that's what happens right there. It's fucking creepy. Yeah, it turned from sweet to creepy in a big fucking hurry. Um, so yeah, and now we get the whole like, you know, the scene where dad is all pissed and, and, and makes it clear to Mary just how on the last thread their family is over all her skullduggery, um, and makes it very clear she better be home by 11 p.m., damn it. That's a generous curfew, dad. Yeah, well at, done. at one point, he, dad's just like, if she's not home on time, and that's it. That's like, the end, it, yeah. You want to finish your thought in the <laughs> scripted movie? No? Uh, nothing? No uh, Right. And she goes, does 10.59 count? Dude, I wasn't allowed out until 11 in high school. <laughs> yeah, but you had, you know, you had a Jewish mom. So, of but, course but it's like the problem kid versus parents moment. Like, does 10.59, can you describe the ruckus? Yeah. <laughs> right. She's right. turning up like teenage meth anthem by like the atheist drug <laughs> band. Can't hear you, dad. Teenage <laughs> meth anthem. Yeah, ex but except they're not willing to go there, right? They're not willing to have her say anything smart-ass. They're not willing to have her listening to any bad music, you know, nothing, saying any swear words or anything. So, yeah, that's the best they can do. So everybody leaves. Mom's got a thing to that night with the church thing, and Dad's got a church thing that night, and they got to take the daughter to a babysitter, the little girl to a babysitter. Big, huge pain in the ass. Everybody leaves. Now Mary is down in the basement doing some ironing. And we get this weird <laughs> series of a horror movie establishing shots through the house. And I say weird because nothing is going to happen nope, here. Never pays She's off. just going to iron her clothes. <laughs> no, it's just like Azazel coming in and being like, nah, wrong and, like, house. Back out. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's home, apparently. <laughs> yep. Although this does uh, contain this incredible moment where the camera slowly zooms for a very long time on a newspaper advertisement for a telephone psychic <laughs> not not just a telephone psychic the number oh the the number which is 1900 future which is not enough fucking numbers <laughs> fucking window lickers count to seven jesus <laughs> not enough numbers <laughs> they didn't know how long the phone number was this movie made a whole newspaper prop with the wrong number of numbers in a phone number <laughs> But I love that the whole the way this is shot, there's a candle right beside it and everything um, is like, oh, she's invited the devil into this house or something like that. Like, you know, like what this should be is, oh, there's a candle next to that piece of newspaper. That's a fire hazard. That was but my no, worry. I thought yeah. there was going to be yeah. a fire. I was like, oh, that's going to catch on fire. This is scary. But nope. It was just like, look at the words on the paper. <laughs> I literally had to watch this scene twice to understand what it was communicating to me. <laughs> Also, I have to point this out. She's listening to her headphones while she's ironing, and she appears to be listening to, like, the Mega Man soundtrack. It's like... Yeah, what the fuck? 
That was some of my favorite stuff. Rocking out to the water level. 1999, I would have listened to something like Mega Man soundtrack <laughs> on my Walkman. Yeah, right. Whatever she had. Yeah, so, and, and, but she gets all freaked out by a noise or something. Um, again, it's nothing. Uh, but she has to run around and act like she's in a horror movie for a second, I guess. To be fair, though, I do that whenever I'm home alone. Like, I, I know that experience <laughs> is a very relatable part of the movie. I'm an atheist <laughs> and a skeptic. Oh, and absolutely. Anything moves in my house, I'm like, fucking ghosts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ghost. I am 36 years old. I get scared by empty houses. Like, Noah and Lucinda, when they left, I carried around a giant knife all over the house. <laughs> I still have it. It's right now, It's right under my desk next to my computer now. It's access for that. So, so now there's a creepy knock at the door. Or actually, it's just a regular knock, but they treat it like it's a horror movie <laughs> moment. Um, this is Sarah. This is bad girl number two, the smoking one from earlier. And she's like, are you ready to go? Or is there still some more horror, horror movie establishing shit to do? And she's like, no, I'm almost ready. Come on in. <laughs> Um, actually, she's like, oh, my God, my parents just left and you smell like beer already <laughs> is, is her actual greeting. And she also makes fun of for what she's wearing, which is valid. She's dressed kind of like a like an inmate from Shawshank. Like I was in high school in 1999. We didn't dress like that. No, no. As it turned out, I was not in high school. I mean, I still went into high schools, but not for <laughs> I'd occasionally visit high schools, but I was on. selling yeah. those kids drugs. I wasn't I wasn't fucking around <laughs> so not anything I want to talk about. Clear. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so, all right. So very quickly before I incriminate myself, we're going to this church gym thing. I love that my mom listens to this show. Middle um, school. And- I was in middle school. In case anyone's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was in sixth grade. So. <laughs> nope. Ten, ten years old. Not in. Twelve years old. Not in. Not in middle school yet. Elementary school. Mm-hmm. State Farm doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> So we go to this church gym thing, um, and Mary and Sarah are in the car waiting for Natalie. Natalie, of course, is the goody two-shoes that they need to make this whole thing work somehow, but that bitch ain't shown up yet. Oh, so bad. And they have this weird, like, Natalie. I don't know, I feel a little guilty about this, and she's like, Shh, at least I don't pretend to have a conscience. Fucking, I'm a hard determinist anyway, so like, <laughs> starts to get super like, I couldn't stand not to be God, fucking Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, almost passes the Bechdel test until the end of the conversation. She's oh. like, so what about Rick? So <laughs> close. Are you still with Rick? So close. <laughs> what happened with you and Rick? Also, tiny moment. Um, it, it might be the worst sportsing we've seen, actually, but it's this tiny little thing. They, they don't even play a sport. They're just establishing that there's basketball happening at this church gym thing yeah so, so they just throw a basketball across the frame that makes no sense like it might as well roll past like tumbleweed like they don't know what like a hoop might as well bounce up to the ball and dunk itself around the ball for us just disembodied it's so stupid so so we listen to a, some more awesome high school girl gossip uh, and then Natalie shows up ready to be a bad girl after all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Natalie. Head out to the party. Be bad girl. Um, so, yeah, now we get to this major rager. And it, this is where, by the way, we establish suddenly that it's Halloween. They, they, as, as they're walking up to this house, there's jack-o'-lanterns because that's scary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and they go up to the dark house, and the guy shows up to the door, and he's got, like, a scary mask on, and he does, like, a little intro monologue, like it's a, a haunted house of 
teen risk behaviors. He's like, hey, kids, <laughs> welcome to Risk Behavior Alley. We've got beers, we've got sexual promiscuity, and we've got self-harm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's so drunk. All right, so they go into this party. I have questions. <laughs> I have questions about go- this party. <laughs> okay. So I oh. didn't go to a lot of parties because I was very intimidating in high school. Um, you know, yeah, that's right. I was, I was too Everyone popular. Everyone was so jealous. Uh, but we've established that you were in high school or in high school parties for business. Was this what <laughs> parties were like? Actually, you I know what? Of, this was fairly close. Kind of like a suburban yeah, Halloween that, basement party. I could see this. Yep, yeah, that this was actually not too bad compared. I mean, it wasn't like... Uh, uh, international gorillas version of drinking right you know that this that could have been a party there probably would have been drug use there somewhere Mm -hmm. a couple of notable differences but it was close yeah it was close yeah uh seems cool (laughs) (laughs) seems cool i i did a lot of reading i got got on a real reading kick in high school i got a lot of (laughs) reading done nice what yeah. books did you read uh, you, i i got like really ones? into fantasy i read the whole eye of the world series oh cool. there you go that yeah. sounds cool uh, too. game of thrones cool. <laughs> way before the show so if you think game of thrones is cool i was cooler <laughs> <laughs> so, comedy <laughs> jokes <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But I love the movie's so clumsy. Like, so they walk into the party. They walk into this basement and immediately is like some dude's just yelling like, Sarah, Sarah, it's me, Rick. Uh, I'm off camera, but it's Rick. <laughs> the guy who just broke up with Mary, who's standing. Ne- Your other friend is Natalie. There are 33 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> so awkward. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's that's what we're supposed to learn here. The guy that Mary just broke up with is now dating Sarah, and that bitch didn't even tell her. Oh. And the guy that Natalie came here to meet isn't even there. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily for Natalie, though, Trenchcoat Mafia is standing right behind her and seems painfully interested. Oh. Okay, let's talk about Trenchcoat Mafia. So this is supposed to be a creepy guy at the party, and it is a nine-year-old dressed as a bodyguard wearing sunglasses in the pitch black party. In a dark basement. Yes. Yes. If he's not blind, I hope he dies. (laughs) His first question to her should have been, who are you? <laughs> are you a person or a post? I can't. Yeah. Um, and also, can we talk about this guy, Rick, right? Because Sarah goes over to start making out with Rick, and he is the fucking Geico caveman mascot, isn't he? Oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> he looks like Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite going through a hippie face. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like a teenage Inigo Montoya. Yeah, a little bit too. Yeah, oh, okay. Inigo Montoya. Right. I'm going to call him from now on. Pretty happy about that. Well done. Um, so, yeah. So, Caveman Guy is going to... I have him as Geico through the rest of the movie. Geico is going to go upstairs and fuck Sarah. But on the way up the stairs, Redneck Guy is coming down. A Redneck Guy, apparently Geico has fucked Redneck Guy's sister... And redneck guy is out for revenge. Yeah. Says he's going <laughs> to smash his face. 
Oh, sorry. Uh, he says he's going to crash his he's face. He's going to crash his face, <laughs> yeah. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and he yells at Rick from like just way too close. Like the the Rick actor is clearly laughing because this guy's inside of him to deliver this line. <laughs> right. He's tickling his bowels while he's yelling what? at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the guy's message is a little weird, too. He's like, hey, man, if I ever see you, I'm going to kick your ass now. Not now, but later in the movie, for some reason. We're now in a party where, like, basically there's no chaperones or anything. This would be an ideal time to kick your ass, but I'm going to do it later in the film. Listen, I'm the great, great, great grandson of the Lamanite King, so I'm going to give you a head start. <laughs> Get out of here, and then I'm going to send my priests after you. <laughs> oh, but yeah, if this is a high school party, this turns everybody circles around outside the front porch. Yeah, this is a fight. Yeah, absolutely. Why would it not be 100%. the fight there? Yeah, right. Because it works better later in the movie, I guess. But yeah, and now Sarah doesn't want to fuck him because he just heard he was with the redneck guy's sister. Oh. And I wrote, God, all my notes sound like things that Heath has to pretend to care about on the phone. <laughs> I just, that's not, crazy. I, I oh care about gosh. all those things. You hear me genuine laughing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> Crazy. Brunch. But meanwhile, <laughs> Trenchcoat <Funny>. Mafia <laughs> is, I guess we're going to go with flirting with Natalie, which is basically, I have a penis I would like to put in you. <laughs> hey, hey, where I've, the fuck are you going? I feel Trenchcoat Mafia's pain. <laughs> <laughs> he gets... He gets absurdly angry so fast, though. Starts yelling like Dark Knight. Just dance with me. Where are you? I'm completely blind down here. Seriously, where are you? Look, if wearing an outfit that you think is cool but is actually entirely comedic is wrong, then I didn't want to be right in high school. Right? Elbow patches. Elbow patches, ladies and I gentlemen. Def- <laughs> I definitely got a leather jacket and wore it like that a while when I first got it in high oh, school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we all did something similar to that, depending on our income. Uh, so um, so now, okay, so Natalie has to get away from Trenchcoat Mafia. So she goes outside on the porch where there are no witnesses so she can be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily for her, suddenly all of the named characters show up on the porch very soon <laughs> after. And. Is it just me or right here specifically, did they all of a sudden get really thick Midwest accents just for this conversation? <laughs> like they all sound like they should be like churning butter or like something with cheese making. Like they sound like dairy <laughs> and swing state ignorance all at the same time. Just con- all of a sudden. Yeah, it sounded like growing up. Yeah, sure did. Um <laughs> So, yeah, they all meet out on the... We made a lot of butter as a kid, is what I'm saying, in Detroit. We were big butter makers. <laughs> he was, a, he um, was selling butter <laughs> to the kids in the high school. He was selling butter at the high school. That's what he was doing. He was a butter That's delivery right. salesman <laughs> <laughs> with shoulder-length hair. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. So, Natalie's had enough, damn it. She needs to go back to the church gym thingy, um, and, but Sarah doesn't want to drive her there because Sarah still wants to go fuck Geico. You see. Yeah. This is important stuff, guys. This is all the movie really has. I mean, we have to act like we're interested in this. I'm picturing a drug handshake with butter, and I'm distracted because you're trying to... <laughs> like, here you go. Ah, ah, it's all ishy. It's what? ishy. <laughs> Just fucking hand it. We always do this. Now there's like a 20 mashed in with butter. This is so stupid. It's a dumb system. Lefty, righty, at least. God damn it. Every time, Rick. Every time. So, so- <laughs> By the way, real quick, Rick's teeth... 
we get a, like a weird close up of him. Like yeah, Rick Grint, by the way is Geico. The, g- yeah, yeah, Tanigo Montoya. He, he we get a weird shot of him like smile scowling, and we get his teeth. They're crazy. They're facing in. All directions. Every <laughs> it's, it's like he covered his gums in honey and dipped his mouth in a pile of teeth. Like <laughs> like kickboxer with a broken glass with teeth. Yeah, he looks like his teeth are preparing for the Persians to attack. <laughs> <laughs> He definitely he's got the tooth equivalent of a uh, six fingered man. He has six fifths of the right amount of teeth, it feels like. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so now here's the deal. They need to get back to the church thingy. Um, Sarah won't drive them because she's being a bitch. But Rick and her are driving out to the lake to fuck, and they will drop them off at the church thingy. But only if Rick gets to be drunk and unsafe behind the wheel. Yeah, which is great. And he's just like, look, we can drunk drive you there, but I'm not driving you there. We'll drunk drive you. <laughs> yes, I, right. who am sober, will not drive you there. <laughs> he will drunk drive you there, or any of you who I assume can operate a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, right. Because you just offered to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. So, but before we can get to all the drunk driving risk behaviors, we have to cut to mom who is at the least pleasant gathering of non-cannibal humans. Swingers party. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The second least pleasant gathering. <laughs> yeah. But mom's on the phone looking for Mary because she knows she's not at the church gym thing now. Somehow, how with a I spy? Don't... Even a spy? How would you know she's not? I don't understand what's happening here. No, they don't bother to tell us. It's just mom's sense, anyway. Um, and at the same time, dad is at a half-built building with a bunch of other guys wearing hard hats as they sit around and discuss things. And the oh no, we need to lead into this scene line is my favorite. He goes, I'm telling you, you can't put a door there. And I wanted him so badly to be like, that's a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ba- the background conversation throughout this is so forced. They keep going with it. It's just like blueprint paint is, is a thing we'd say. <laughs> square. I want to say girder. <laughs> <laughs> just stick with rubber. Well, Don't get no, fancy. W- one guy I'm sure was actually saying rabble, rabble, rabble back there. <laughs> one of the, the guys was just rabble, rabble. They're like Steve, stop. You got to say words. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Yeah, but but in the foreground, Dad gets a call from Mom. Uh, where's Mary? Oh, she's off whoring again, I bet, type of call. Um, and in the background, we have these guys desperately trying to keep saying construction words until the scene is over. Oh, God. Crazy billionaire money. I remake this movie, find all those actors, and I extend this scene by 40 more seconds. Because <laughs> you know one of the actors would end up being like, okay. Oh, sorry. Ran <laughs> <laughs> out of construction words, but I am. I am, I am gay. I'm going to leave my wife and children because I am. <laughs> This is how we found it, folks. This is how we found it. Gay hammer. <laughs> Fuck. Did you say gay hammer, man? Yeah. Uh, just hammer. <laughs> what did you What did you hear me say? You said gay. Are you you gay? said gay hammer now. I feel like that. <laughs> we both, at least, at the worst. You have to tell me if you're gay. So <laughs> <laughs> It's like a cop. So meanwhile, <laughs> the girls are going too fast in an automobile with an impaired driver. And then, as if that's not bad enough, he puts on rock music to really invite the devil in. Oh. Yeah. Also, uh, drinks from a liquor bottle that's way too big. Yeah, well, right. it's, it's supposed to be a 40, but this is minimum 
200 ounces of malt liquor that yeah, they're no, drinking Yeah, no, it looks like of. some Winnie the Pooh would be drinking honey out like, of. Yeah, hey, we're going to order a prop liquor bottle. What size? Do they have absurd size? <laughs> yes, they do. I'm Perfect. looking for, uh, can he drink out of a decorations at an Italian restaurant? Yes, he can. <laughs> what about a giant copper still built into the car? Would that make sense? That would actually be fucking awesome. He just drinks out of this giant old espresso machine. <laughs> Tom trying to get you to drink his terrible homemade beer. <laughs> Come on, it's man. Right. Try it. No, you're not good at this. That's why you had to buy it and you don't do it for a living. <laughs> No. So eh. I I bet I bet Tom's got some good homemade beer. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Eli is such a beer connoisseur, <laughs> he would probably know. Um so yeah, and I love too, by the way, that they show like Natalie, the good girl of the group. She's covering her ears because of the evil music. She doesn't want to let the devil in. <laughs> um so as they're driving along, suddenly the spurned <laughs> redneck brother from before Starts shows up, drives up next to him, and starts beating the shit out of Geico's car with a bat. Yeah, because he reached a hundred <laughs> Mississippi. I don't understand what's the question. <laughs> From the next lane, like this seems like an easy fight to avoid. The the driving abreast baseball bat fight. It's like an e- everyone's like, dude, hit the brakes. He's like, what? Drive straight at the same speed. All right, keep doing it. Health class is bullshit. Let's smoke some AIDS. Let's go. <laughs> So stupid. So he pulls over. Yeah, to make himself more <laughs> killable. makes no sense. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and Natalie would like to get out of the car that's being hit with a bat now that they've stopped. Um, so, But just to remind us what a badass Geico is, he has to like give her the violent look, you know? Yeah. Well, doesn't he slap her? Oh, does he slap her? I, I could. It was, it's fucking pitch black. There's definitely a slap of somebody. There's by definitely him. a slapping, oh, yeah. and there are only women in the car. With well, him. that's yeah, right, right. So he hit some damn body. Okay, so then the baseball bat guy drives up, and they, basically they taunt him. They're like, "Oh, you want to come get us? Come get us! Why would you want to come get them? You have three hot chicks in the car, and you're like going to go fuck one of them at least." But instead, you're going to chase this guy down that wants to kill you? He has a beer bottle, and it's like he's challenging him to a race for alcohol. And I wrote in my notes, the race for alcohol, the Heath Enright story. <laughs> I, don't, I go kind of slow. I always get there. You mosey. I win that fucking race every time, that's for sure. I tortoise it, it's like though. like the tortoise and the hair. Yeah, exactly. So... The tortoise in the hair of alcohol. Heath Enright. He's tortoise both. in the hair of the dog that bit you. Ah! Morning drinker. I'm a morning so, drinker is what I'm saying. <laughs> and so, afternoon. What time, what time is it now? It is. It's 3 p.m. That's morning also for you. afternoon. Can you ask for help on a different show? <laughs> <laughs> so just. I didn't ask for help. <laughs> I mean, if anyone wants to give it, sure, I need it, but I didn't ask. Believe I was so, bragging. Maybe I'm a little too proud. Pretty sure I was all bragging. Just maybe now. we do so a, proud of myself. Maybe we do a sketch with Carl the Pug of Pegacorn where he does an intervention. Heath, <laughs> you gotta stop, buddy. You're killing yourself. You're killing yourself. Tidy cuts every day, brother. I can't watch you die. I'm a dog pug unicorn. All right. Moving on. Yeah, uh, please. Latino version of the purge mask is chasing the fucking other drunk guy. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he, he follows them to a scarier spot where it'll be easier to kill him. <laughs> well, 
what were the mechanics of this chase? What were I they don't... doing? Like he thought a dead end in the woods was the place to look for. It's where they end up on this chase. I don't understand. Anything's happening. Yeah. Well, but one way or the other, they end up on this dark road in the middle of nowhere. And the redneck guy attacks Geico and starts punching him and dragging him out of his car. He reaches for the gun that's in his glove box, but he can't quite get it. That'll be important. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they drag him out. He starts getting the fuck beat out of him. The girls all take turns screaming to see if one of them can... (laughs) Solve the problem that way. Bring them back in time. (laughs) And look, this is the advantage of listening to this show rather than watching these fucking movies. I cannot communicate to you listening to this show how long this scene is. Punch. Ah! Punch. Ah! Punch. (laughs) Punch. It it goes on for hours, hours in my mind. In my mind, I have never not been watching that scene. Peter Griffin right next to them with hurting his shin. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah, so Sarah, who was the girl that he was going to fuck at the end of this, has had enough. She takes the gun out of the glove box um, and she goes back to, like, shoot into the air to scare him off. Right. That's her plan. Or shoot into the ground because she's an idiot. Um, Would that not? Well, I mean, that might also scare them off. Yeah, exactly. But uh, shooting the air actually probably would be worse because the bullet like has ground, to come right? down. Okay. And, yeah, exactly, exactly. Shoot yourself. That that really gets them scared. <laughs> Get your own arm and fire through your own arm. That way they know you're a badass. <laughs> All right. If I'm ever getting beat the shit out of, Heath, you get the gun. <laughs> well, please. let me say this. It is absurd how long she waits before getting the gun. She stares at the gun while, like, he takes a water break. Like, someone comes out with a round sign. Ding, ding. And there's fucking <laughs> Connor McGregor standing off to the side. Oh, you shouldn't have been involved in this fight. You did a bad job, Pedro. She's looking back and forth. Gun insurance information. What do we do? Because we smashed the window. I feel like they should exchange info. Should I use the gun? She throws that know. into the ground. It bounces up, gets him in the eye. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have Allstate. I'd like to know what yours is. And so. stop beating him up. Nazis. Thank you. So. And that's, by the way, can we can we push, point that out, that what we're watching is a bunch of white kids beating a brown person to death? It's a lynching in yes. Ohio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the only vaguely ethnic person in this school getting beaten to death by white kids. Um, so yeah, so she steps out, she shoots into the ground, um, and one of the guys who's beaten this guy, one of the rednecks friends also has a gun. So he pulls his gun out and just randomly starts shooting into the headlights. Cause now apparently the car's facing them, even though it wasn't earlier. <laughs> right. And now everyone's safe cause both sides have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's safe. Good guy. It all works out. The second gun. No, it, no, uh, yeah. Second gun actually makes it technically a gun fight. <laughs> a gunfight is yes, what happens. It now. brought exactly. a gun to a gunfight. That's what it turns into. <laughs> yep. When you bring a gun, it's automatically a gunfight. Not a lot of people know that, but now it's automatically a gunfight when you fight with a gun. Yeah, gun it fight. is. No, thank you for clearing that up. So now Sarah apparently, the one he was shooting at, managed to pull a Neo, right? <laughs> Oh, she! I I thought it was like a strafe dive roll, Ajab double oh seven move. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, um, but, she's fine. But what of the other two? Now the bad guys are all like, "Fuck, let's drive away from here where we just murdered people." Um, so they do, and then we have the long, like, scary moment where Sarah's laying in the dirt and she she starts to call out for to Mary and to Natalie, and they don't answer because they are shot to fuck. 
<laughs> and uh, Mary has like a little like. What the <laughs> fuck was that? Well, yeah, you, she has a death seizure. Do you have Jesus. a seizure before you die of well, bullets? Well, depending on what you're dying of. But yes, actually, that was a very realistic, that girl just got shot and is now dying moment. Ugh, Noah shot a guy. Weird. I, <laughs> <laughs> not a it's guy. a weird revelatory um, episode of God Awful Movies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So, but but Natalie is just all kinds of dead. You, hopefully, you weren't too attached to that character because she's just fucking dead. So now Sarah calls nine one one on her on her cell phone. The best this and is, is so extraordinarily good. unhelpful with the police dispatcher. Unbelievable nine one one call. Like, what the fuck was the operator? Sa- I feel like the operator kept interrupting because he's like, "Hello, nine one one. Yeah, I'd like to report a shoot. What? It's Sarah." How does that matter? Yes, with an H at the end. Why are we? I need an ambulance. What? Oh my god! The last four digits five three two eight. What? It's like an automated menu for nine one one. Your friend got shot. If this is correct, press one. No, go back. Go operator. 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 Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, and and she's going like that. She's going, I don't know where we are. We went under a bridge. I don't know if they're dead. And I'm like, can you look? Can you check and see if they're dead? Because that matters to the ambulance driver, right? Whether they want to like drive fast or not is dependent on whether or not those people are dead. Maybe they want to mosey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's safer. It's safer if they mosey. Anyway, well, we try to recover from that less than expected violence we're gonna pause for another quick break but first let me give act three the hard sell do they consider this to be among the typical risks of drunk driving why not just have them get attacked by ninjas with rabies are we saying that that would make less sense than what just happened find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the emotionally damaging conclusion of m1028 Fenry. Hey. So, how are you enjoying damnation? Uh, it's a, it's bad, I guess. Kind of. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? It's bad, you guess. Yeah, no, it's just like, do you know the stuff humans do to each other? Uh, I imagine, is it, is it fire pits? Uh, well, alright, let me bring up the Google. <laughs> oh man yeah no there you go buddy let it out let oh it out. you guys are the worst oh the worst i know why would you i know i know buddy oh. i know it's, it's rough fire pits fire pits for all of you yeah buddy fire pits <laughs> weird And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our heroines, they were all shot the fuck up. So we're going to pick up the action with dad and adorable little sister arriving home and sure hoping Mary isn't shot to death in the woods somewhere. <laughs> he's like, he's like, come on, kiddo, go to sleep. She's not dead. Look, I can't promise you much, but I can promise you your sister is alive and well and will be here in the morning. Not dead. That's what I call your sister. Not dead. Not dead, Natalie. <laughs> No, Natalie is dead, actually. It's no, Mary. Not dead a, Saint Mary, a... not dead Mary. Yeah, so... That's why it's weird I call her not dead Natalie. That was a strange thing. <laughs> so, but Dad, you know, he puts the little sister to bed, and then he prays to God, 
Yeah, God, you got to help us, he says. Now, if I'm intelligently designing the universe, uh, at least as it applies to to gunshot wounds, this is not how it goes. (laughs) Like, maybe God works on some gun control bills, not uh, coagulation spells after the fact, I feel like, if you're picked. Just setting it up. Yeah, well, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, debate about the design, but even if that's right, there's still a lot of debate on the intelligence. So, okay, so now we, we epilepsy cut to an ambulance where they're desperately trying to save Mary, and she pops into, like, consciousness for a second, and there's a demon there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, they use a defibrillator at this point. Does that fix... A gunshot wound to the head? Would you would you use a defibrillator? In that well, no. In that the foam I, Taekwondo hat is what fixes <laughs> the gunshot wound. And oh, this, okay. The sparring helmet is for yeah. the gunshot wound, yeah. and that was just for fun. I no, yeah. I, I, I believe actually that that would be accurate. That you know, that, like any any time that you flatline, they might you could go to cardiac arrest or flatline it, because it, of the blood loss or whatever. Right, and then right, yeah. I, I think okay. I you know fucked if I know, but as much as this movie fucks up, I think they may have gotten that part right. And defibrillators <laughs> they, aren't they, even real. That's just a thing from movies. <laughs> practically, practically bringing people back to life for, uh, with them is is basically a thing for movies. And the, yeah, they bring her back to life, and then they're like, "We're not going to let you die. Watch that monitor." Like, what does he tell? Like, as in, like, see vital signs. Don't be a bitch. You're good. <laughs> Look how alive you are. But he says, watch that monitor, and then she flatlines. And I wanted so badly for the scene to extend and the female M- EMT to be like, nah, 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 and stop, stop it. <laughs> and like, no, it's just, I hope she got to see her flatline. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> it's Alta Vista. It's 1999. <laughs> so then Ugh. she wakes up in hell. Oh my fucking God, I had no idea we were going to get this fucking crazy. But you know what? We've watched so many going to heaven when you die movies. It's about fucking time we get a going to hell when you die movie. Exactly. (laughs) And hell, uh, let's talk about hell. You're all wrapped in chains. Yep. You are clothed. Nice. You have a weird, like, saw trap on your mouth. Right. (laughs) But, like, not the, like, standard jawbone bear trap. It's like... It's like a night brace from the the orthodontist, but like spiky. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. clearly how they made that. Prompt. Yes, yes, it is. And your outfit is like an '80s pop star. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently she's in like she's in the waiting room of hell. I I had a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No idea. So she's she wakes up in hell. She got this thing strapped over her mouth. So she starts looking out these little holes in her cell or whatever. There's screams all in the background. And she peeks through and she sees a bunch of hell stuff. Now, it's kind of hard to describe the hell stuff that she sees. We're going to try because that's our job, damn it. Uh, the first oh, thing- that's what these notes must be. I'm trying to figure out what I fucking wrote here. <laughs> all right, I'm about to just describe what the fuck's happening in this scene. I was so confused. Yeah, the first thing I have uh, is uh, a Cenobite is having an uh, orgasm above her grate. (laughs) (laughs) A a heart is duct taped to a wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a dog in the... The, the waiting room somewhere. somewhere. That's He's a nice barking. thing. That's a nice thing. Yeah. I thought that was like kind of pleasant, actually. I wonder what that dog did, right? Was he in the fight with the kangaroo right before? I don't know. But yeah. All dogs go to heaven. There's no way that dog is. 
<laughs> maybe he started in lower hell and now he got promoted this maybe levels. this is heaven and we just we've been lied to um yeah so okay and then next to her suddenly a person gets lowered upside down hung from chains all burned to shit and looks partially decomposed Okay, I have a burn victim thing. Okay, yeah, right, so right. That's so yeah, meant. we're on the same. We're on the same page. Um, at that point, I have a Muppet leper <laughs> eats him. Is that what we watched? <laughs> Did a Muppet leper eat the burn victim? You guys remember Spaceballs? This is Pizza the Hut. <laughs> that's what shows up. I had Predator from Predator without his makeup on is watching, <laughs> and then there's snakes or something. <laughs> Well, yeah, I also had gigantic demonic spitball in case people didn't remember Pizza the Hut. But yeah, so this guy is is screaming and gets drug away. And we should point out that with the exception of this ridiculous Pizza the Hut costume, everything else we're seeing is creepy as ever-loving fuck, right? I mean, this is like a legitimate, legitimately scary scene. Sans the unidimensional 1940s alien masks. And the dog. And the, the dog, dog yeah, cool. exactly. Heats in hell, just excited. Oh, there's a dog here? Awesome. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? Get in here. You're so good. We're on a public sidewalk trying to get somewhere, but I'm going to get down here for five, maybe ten minutes while my girlfriend screams like an insane person. You and your wife are just trying to go get some food, but you suddenly have two mentally handicapped people with you, desperately trying to pull them into the nearest bistro. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? We tripled back recently. We tripled back to catch it all. It was so awkward. And then we had, and then we snuck across the street and walked past the same person again on the other side of the street, clearly seeing what we were doing. Very embarrassing. Like a car chase. Like a car chase, but it's an unsuspecting dog. We had like Groucho Marx glasses on and we did it again. It was no good. So, yeah. So, but we never see the dog. We just hear it, unfortunately. Instead, we see the, hung burned guy drug away and now there's a demon panting behind her in her cell but it's okay because he's being eaten to death from inside by a spider i think right or a face hugger maybe a face hugger I think maybe there's a face hugger um and th- now i just have i like I, I i don't know if i'm just fucking with myself because the next thing in my notes is and now a puppet and a giant condom is above her yeah i wrote nothing like okay. a screamy torture puppet yeah and also i believe there's a dinosaur behind her anyway so something shows up at her cell and marches her down torture hall for a little while again and so i meant i hinted at this at the beginning but i feel like hell needs a revamp i feel like there shouldn't be a part of eternal damnation where they're like all right come on got a 10 minute walk here's here's the hallway here's the that's the skeleton shadow puppet show on your left (laughs) as you can see so this is fun we did some track lighting it's purple which is pleasant (laughs) easy on the eyes well so i started wondering at this point is this like is this hell triage or is this like an orchestrated personal treatment that everybody gets right like the devil's like okay all right for her we're going Upside down, burnt guy, zombie, spider, demon, tadpole, and then bring her down torture hall, okay? Or is it just like a waiting room type situation? Right. No idea. It's just sitting there reading a copy of Parents Magazine. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Backed up today, huh? Can someone come out and like rip my nipples off with some hooks or something? I, I don't want to be <laughs> that guy, but like I've been here for 20 minutes. <laughs> 
Honestly, the doctor's offices near me in my neighborhood, way worse than the hell she experienced. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I've been to a couple of dentist offices that could certainly compete. Highlights um, magazine with a gay word find. This is why. This is how we got down here. Yep. That's what happens. So she goes a little further down the hall. She sees the, and, and honestly, the silliness of the skeleton puppet show that Heath was talking about cannot be overstated. It is a series of those like family dollar skeleton door hangs on sticks being like puppeted from behind orange paper. Right, but they didn't show us because they were that, they showed us the shadow of that Yes, happening. yeah, exactly, yeah. So now she, okay, so she gets to the end of Torture Hall, and then she's dragged into a fiery hole, and where she's hogtied like one of Andy Wilson's boys or something. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she's just like, there now. Yeah. <laughs> Lying down. And somebody's just like, hey, hey, just like a scratchy hell voice. Like, at, I want it to be like a mundane request, like, hey, can I... Can I find the differences picture with you? Can I do this thing? <laughs> Left and right? What do you What's what's a six letter word for curious? <laughs> I get the Sudoku. So Yeah, and I I had to point out at this point to myself, like, huh, God put her here over tarot cards. He's the good guy in their religion. <laughs> That's interesting. So now I, I should point out too that at this point. Nothing bad has happened. Like, it's unpleasant, right? Like, there's some gross stuff. The screaming's got to get annoying. But up until now, she hasn't been, like, tortured or anything. Yeah, we've right? flown Delta. Like, we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, just as I was writing that, of course, a poor man's Cylon comes out. Yes, a po- there's a poorer version of a Cylon, apparently. Um, and it comes out to molest her with its tentacles. Yeah, but not not uh, molest. He's just like tickle. I mean, look, tickle. All, yeah, that's, yeah, all touching <laughs> is. But it's definitely just like ah, touching, touching, <laughs> not touching you, not touching. Okay, I'm touching. You. If okay. if I go to hell and there's dogs and uh, muppets and a tickle fight, I'm happy. I don't see what the problem is. I'm on the right path. She just went to Heath's heaven. That's the problem. Yeah, she went right. to Heath. <laughs> He's sitting around in heaven with harps and like Dawson's Creek, and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in Mary's heaven and she's in mine, guys. Something got fucked no, there's up. There's like crosswords and grilled cheese sandwiches. Like I like this place a lot. <laughs> Dog. And also, okay, so now we already hinted at this in the interstitial, but at this point, after being molested by the Cylon, she's drugged into another the, the second fire hole she's been drugged into. <laughs> ideas they she did help for 10 minutes they <laughs> ran out of ideas Go. they're like fuck uh whips and t- fire hole fire hole yeah so <laughs> by the way i want to go on record i like dawson's creek it's a delightful show <laughs> like that was a weird thing for you to say <laughs> just heath and dawson sitting on a boat come on i don't want to wait <laughs> in perfect unison <laughs> Come on. So, so, and by the way, that's all we get to hell. I, I hope we, we painted a picture for you because we're done with it now. Uh, because at that point, she gets shocked back to life and she's in the ambulance again. Um, And she, she comes back to life and she screams really loud, right? Because she was in hell. And the doctors are like, huh, why would a dying girl scream? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, maybe she's screaming because she got fucking shot, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> 
It seems like the right time to scream. Yeah. But the, but instead, the fucking M- uh, EMTs are just like, so you think she uh, went to hell and came back? Yeah, looks like she went to hell and came back, probably. If I had a nickel. Second fire chamber? Yeah, probably second fire chamber. <laughs> That's terrifying. That's Two? the worst. Jesus. So. You want to be really, really high-level patron for podcasts? Yeah, I do. I am a really, really high-level. <laughs> this is weird. Why is this our profession? I guess we're bored a lot, but we are crushing it on podcasts. So. <laughs> English teachers and fucking EMTs, man. Do you limit yours per month? No, I don't limit it. No, I, don't I check never that limit it. I, I, I do don't as limit many it. as they if do. If I limit month. it, I would lose my job, and I would the, <laughs> it would stop short, and my face would get caught in all the needles. That's what happens. You never know. Yeah, you know. I mean, if you drunk drive, all of this shit might happen. So why not? So yeah. So they get her to the hospital, and and at this point, I want to like kind of just back up for a second and consider how much of the plot of this movie was completely pointless. Right, like like Natalie didn't matter, Chad didn't matter, Rick didn't matter. Well, Rick kind of mattered because he got her, got him in the situation. But the tarot cards didn't matter, the fucking psychic line thing, the, the thing that with the ironing didn't matter, the relationship, the little sister didn't matter, the crucifix, none of that shit mattered, right? What, what if we name the things that did have a That point? would be a lot quicker, yes. Yeah, we'll sorry. get through this a little quicker. <laughs> Condom Muppet. Condom Muppet. Dog in hell. Done. So, um, and oh, oh, by the way, so, okay, so they get her to the hospital and then we have to like establish the fact that Natalie did in fact die. Um, we see like her grave, and then we see like a, a thing at her locker where people have left left notes that just say, "Hey, Natalie, see you in heaven." <laughs> Literally on, on loose leaf notebook paper, I'll see you in heaven. That seems inappropriate. Like, well, have a great summer and yeah. <laughs> the rest of eternity, BFF. You're dead. <laughs> well, see now. I was very disappointed because we got a shot of what's her name, Mary in hell. I wanted to see a shot of Natalie in heaven. Just like all of a sudden we flash over to her pussy being slathered in Nutella by a four dicked Ryan Gosling. I'm in. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but we only got the hell shot. That's not fair. All right. Well, ruining your birthday idea that I had for you. That's fine. That won't be the last time he ruins his birthday. <laughs> have to return that costume. Oh. Listen, for a lot of Nutella. <laughs> I'll eat the Nutella, but now I have to return the costume. Got a lot of looks at Trader Joe's for you. (laughs) (laughs) But I also want to point out, by the way, that like, see you in heaven, like it's a fucking yearbook signature thing. Not a super healthy way to cope. You won't. (laughs) They're dead. You don't see them again. Anyway, so then we 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 continue on with this little post-death montage or whatever where we get dad reading Mary the Bible in the hospital. Oh, yeah, she's alive. She made it because of uh, Chekhov's acorn cross, I guess. I guess, yes. <laughs> the bullet got stuck by an acorn and a popsicles, popsicle stick. There, there's actually one acorn missing. Oh, is it thing. really? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't notice that one. But yeah, she still has the acorn cross. The military should make combat gear with just like breast pockets full of crosses and Bibles and shit <laughs> everywhere. Oh, there was, there was actually a pockets. thing, a, a Bible that was sold as like being able to stop a bullet. It couldn't, but uh, there was actually a Bible, I think, that they sold like that at one point. That Seems dangerous. Is, it couldn't? Yeah. I feel right? like that would be the first. That's bad. You got to say, that's the first like, line. Yeah. Like, that is literally bad, the only yeah. use of that book is like this book stops bullets and if it doesn't it's a bad book. Now it's very literally useless. <laughs> yeah. Na- yeah. Name of the That's wind, it. nice thick book stops bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Hard Maybe. to carry in your breast pocket. I don't um, know how bullets work. So <laughs> 
So now we catch back up with the snowy house in the Midwest where we started. Um, you remember everybody was getting cassette tapes, bringing it back full circle. Um, so Mary uh, apparently is in a wheelchair now. So the cross deflected the bullet into her spine. It's like a <laughs> dick move by God. I'm just saying. Well, it was the, her neck where all of the bandages were earlier, right? So she got shot in the throat and is paralyzed now. Okay. I don't For, see how the cross. Maybe it goes in and in. out if the cross. God's all right. Yes. Yeah, so, or gun well, control. Go back to the gun control. Well, they, that would they, be like, a lot like, easier. Nip yeah. it in the bud. All so right. now she's cassette taping stuff for the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And this monologue is my everything. Oh, she's just Jesus. like, look, I was always like, uh, I'll figure out this whole religious thing in a minute, but you could die any second. <laughs> you could die right the fuck now. Right now. Any second. <laughs> now. <laughs> Not now, but now. Now. Oh, what's behind you? Yeah, right. That's that's the whole fucking thing. And she throws in like these weird lines. Like she's like, "I re- learned that death can't be measured by heartbeats or brainwave patterns." Mm, I'm like, "I sure can." Feel like you can. Sure can. <laughs> and also, like, basically, the message here is: I know Christian theology is right because I had a nightmare when I was dying and on a lot of drugs. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you what religions are true because of my dreams. <laughs> also, <laughs> now. Natalie has to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, but I yeah. told the private um, investigator and he was like, I'm not allowed to convey that message. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. A lot of drama. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So and, and then she closes up. She's like, hell is real and eternity is long. Like so long, like the longest sad. Like, I was banking on the converting last minute thing. Maybe you, the Christians should change that rule. That's a bad. <laughs> that's a bad way to set it up. It's not good. And then basically, she closes the whole the whole monologue off by going, "Like, sure, glad I'm not going to hell." And then looks dead ass at the camera. Get it? Like, <laughs> like you might be. Yeah, she might as well I, just end it with whatever. Hi, sounded nice. <laughs> <laughs> want to meet that dog <laughs> and what's the lesson here like i don't get in a car with a drunk latino and then get shot by nazis trying to lynch him for fucking a white girl unless you're good with god first how is that yeah, helpful right. to especially anybody especially if you read tarot cards yeah don't do that <laughs> Well, that that's what fucked me up about this whole movie is because, like, clearly they were trying to give you that whole, like, moral message. Like, oh, if you go to parties and lie to your parents, bad things can happen. But, like, this? This is what's going to happen? You're going to get into a ride with a drunken Lothario who's attacked with baseball bats that leads to a gunfight where you're inadvertently shot and momentarily sent to Christian hell and then confined to a wheelchair? What? Is that the moral of this story? Okay, fair and balanced. It actually made me think, what if we are wrong? (laughs) Let's just be honest with ourselves. Maybe we just hedge our bets a little bit. I'm trying to think of a wager of some kind. Already put some chips down, buddy. I'm all set. (laughs) He's like, I didn't know there were fucking dogs. Hold on, hold on. Um, I would just like to point out, I feel like eternity in hell would be better than just dying. So, like, even even if it turns out I'm wrong, I'm, I'm probably, like, you know, better off. Also, at some point, a demon will have to interact with you when you're unhappy. So, who really loses there? Let's yeah, just throw exactly. that out. Exactly. I feel like I'd get promoted. 
right? Like, I feel like I'd get into hell and, like, after about three weeks, they'd be like, you know, we should really get this guy just yelling at people. The diatribe that would... thing he was doing was really crushing it, actually. Let's get him back up there. He has made 11 <laughs> demons cry. 11. <laughs> All right, so what I thought, thought we would do is we maybe could take some inspiration from this movie um, and, and maybe offer our listeners some equally convoluted life advice. For example, never watch Christian movies because you might drop your fidget spinner while you're watching it and then bend over to pick it up and hit your head and drop yourself unconscious, and while you're out, somebody could come and inject you with a performance-enhancing substance and ruin your chances to go pro. Oh, that's so a like good point. Proposal for a PSA. Okay, oh. so just like life advice. Um, if you're setting up a democracy, you're going to be tempted to just count the votes, but you don't want to do that. <laughs> you need like an electoral college to make sure that people who went to real college don't get equal voting power as ignorant hillbillies. You want to make it better that way. I got to debate I, you guys on the electoral college at some point. I'm just going to like, go um, two I'm going to mention the president and win that debate. I'm going to mention. I'm going to point out that that has nothing to do with it. Uh, it absolutely does. Well, not nothing I to have, do with it. I'm the judge. <laughs> I'm the Eli's two votes which side? <laughs> Center. Thank oh, you. we win. We win. No democracy. <laughs> Monarchy. <laughs> King Obama. I was going to say we're we're getting close to that. You know, we don't you, we do have not I don't feel King like Obama. we've ruled monarchy out for this year. That's not a you crazy idea. Oppose King Obama, he will kill you with a robot. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with, look, if you don't patron your favorite podcasts, you might end up with enough money for a nice vacation. And while on that vacation, you might accidentally slip, <laughs> hurt your back. You might hurt your back, be unable to please your wife anymore. Your wife, she has a torted affair with a capoeira instructor. He decides he's in love with her, and he decides he's going to take you out. Now, you get wind of this, obviously, because you read her text messages before she goes to bed every night, and you find out the murder's coming, so you decide you're going to beat him to it. But unfortunately, she deletes those text messages. There's no evidence. When you kill him, you go to jail for the rest of your life for killing this random innocent capoeira instructor. And she testifies when she she didn't have to, but she testifies against you anyways. So, you know, patreon.com forward slash god awful. Otherwise, you're in jail and your back hurts. Well done, sir. Well done. Um, I guess we could probably retire on that. And while that does it for our review of M1028, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to convince ourselves to come back for more. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? The Hangman's Curse. All right. So I watched the preview for this. The preview for this gives no indication whatsoever that it's a Christian movie. It, It sells itself as just a horror movie. I have been told by many, many people that this is a phenomenal Christian twist on the horror movie and a real twist on the horror movie kid gets picked on genre. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, it should be fun one way or the other. I mean, honestly, like the horror movie, Christian horror movies tend to do that. They tend to like sneak the Christianity in and just, oh, maybe you'll see boobs. Jesus. You know, so, yeah, that's kind of what I'm expecting. 
So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 107 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, The Skeptocrat, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Heath went on to agree with Ishmael Brown and suggest that we call this the Animal House close from now on. Noah was thankful Mary didn't wind up in that circle of hell where you have two assholes in your mouth. Because Dante was a disturbed motherfucker. (laughs) Atheist art history teacher showed me how to earn extra credit. Hell yeah, she did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she did. That tight bun just lets it down. She shakes her hair out. Take that pencil out or the chopsticks. Love it. Wait, now, pencil? Pencil, chopsticks, to hold the thing? Oh, to hold the hair. Okay. Never mind. I thought, uh, <laughs> what right. did you think I was talking about? I thought you were talking about getting a pencil in your Putting the pencil butt. in. If, if, if it had been Weirdo. We're getting good at that shit. We should just have a podcast where we count to ten. We That's what we... That at shit. this point? <laughs> Why we the could fuck make not? A we'll save a couple podcast. racist things. We'll make plenty of money. <laughs> yeah. One, two... Three, dyke, five, five, six, he, seven, eight, yeah. <laughs> Nine Nazis. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like Counting Nazis with Heath. That'd be a fun show. I think we just be. did our. I think we just did our pilot. Yep, That's the pitch. <laughs> if you'd like That's match.com. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Aryanbrotherhood.com. The podcast. Don't All right. be a blood traitor. Plenty of AryanBrotherhoods.com. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we should have a less Nazi outtake somewhere in this, too, in this record, so that uh, we can use it in the show. All right. Here we go. The Jews are cool. <laughs> Nailed it. Beep. Nailed it. <laughs> the Jews are cool. Wait, one more time. Sorry. Beep. The Jews are cool. The Jews are cool. They're cool. All right. We're cool, right, Jews? <laughs> no, it's too far. Now it feels weird again. <laughs> hey, Ju- hello, Jews. <laughs> I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, and then we'll go to the. How beach. do you say death in Hebrew? Do you know? Uh, give me one second to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, when you toast, it should be the opposite of l'chaim. Like, it should be whatever is to death. It that, that seems is... Appropriate. Oh, man. Let me see. If I remember <laughs> correctly... Why is it in Hebrew? Why would it show up in Hebrew? If I ask <laughs> right, for a fucking right, translation, it, it I don't want it It does the same it shit in Arabic. It doesn't give you a phonetic spelling of it or anything. It just gives you the Arabic, and it's like, well, fuck you. Two hamsters trying to talk through a wall, if I remember correctly. It's uh, two hamsters trying to talk through a wall. Okay. Well, there you go. 
One, one of them's, them's got a bone. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.